For years, one name has dominated the business world in China, Jack Ma. Ma is a billionaire and the co-founder of Alibaba, one of the world's biggest e-commerce companies. Jack, you know, is arguably the most famous Chinese businessman on the global stage. Our colleague Jing Yang has written a lot about Ma. We used to be seeing and hearing him everywhere. He's very fluent in English. He, he's pretty much self-taught. 15 years ago when I started my business, I asked my wife, do you want your husband to be a rich person or a respected business people? She's he likes to talk, he likes the media, um, he likes to be seen and heard. She said, of course, I want you to be respected. <laughs> because she never thought I would be rich, I think. <laughs> Ma is also famous for throwing massive company parties where he'd sing and perform on stage in front of thousands of people. But then, in 2020, after giving a speech that criticized Chinese regulators, Jack Ma all but disappeared. And people started wondering. Where is Jack Ma? The mystery now surrounding tech tycoon Jack Ma. The Chinese billionaire business magnate has not been seen in public since October. But then, last week, Jack Ma reappeared. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Wednesday, April 5th. Coming up on the show, where Jack Ma has been and why he's back. It can be hard to see the challenges the people we work with are facing. Addressing these invisible struggles can make us and our companies healthier. Join Holly Robinson-Pete on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Jack Ma stepped down as executive chairman of Alibaba in 2019. At the time, the company was worth nearly half a trillion dollars and had tens of thousands of employees. Even though he stepped down, Ma remained one of China's most influential businessmen. And in October of 2020, he gave a speech that got him in a lot of trouble. He attended a forum alongside a lot of current and former Chinese financial regulators. And he made a 20-minute speech where he laid into the financial regulators saying that, you know, the current financial regime and regulations in China are stifling innovation. Good innovation is not afraid of regulation, but it is afraid of being subjected to yesterday's way of regulation. The speech didn't go over well with the Chinese government. Jack seems to have misread the temperature in China, right? He thought that he could still, you know, be able to say whatever he wants to say, just air his opinion, you know, no matter who the audience is. I think a lot of this contributed to why, you know, that speech was so detrimental. Before that speech, China's private sector had been flourishing, creating jobs and minting billionaires. But Chinese leader Xi Jinping thought that some companies had grown too big, and he wanted to rein in Chinese capitalism. 
A few weeks after that speech, another company Ma founded, a fintech giant called Ant Group, was due to go public in what should have been the world's biggest IPO. But the Chinese government stepped in and called the whole thing off. It was just the beginning of Ma's troubles. In December 2020, that is one month after Ant's IPO was cut off, Alibaba was raided by Chinese authorities. And coming to the following year in April, Alibaba was slapped with a $2.8 billion fine for antitrust violations. Meanwhile, Ma, who had been such a prominent public figure, completely disappeared from the public eye. Back in the days of, you know, Alibaba and heydays, you probably can scroll news about what he said or where he went on a daily basis. And then suddenly, that just ground to a halt. And so he wasn't seen. And then that just somehow created this myth that, you know, oh, where is he? Is he going to be arrested? As speculation swirled around Ma's whereabouts, the Chinese government started cracking down on other tech companies it was concerned about. Coming into the summer of 2021, a couple of things happened. The first was DD Global, um, the ride-hailing giant, like sort of China's version of Uber, went on the multi-billion dollar IPO in New York. And uh, just a couple of days after that, um, the Chinese government came out and said that they were doing the IPO without the consent from Chinese regulators and that they are launching a probe into the company for potential or alleged wrongdoings. Regulators said Didi had cybersecurity issues. Last year, the company voluntarily delisted its shares from the New York Stock Exchange after telling shareholders it had to do so in order to resolve the investigation. It was also hit with a more than $1 billion fine by the Chinese government. The Chinese government didn't stop at tech giants like Alibaba and Didi, though. Another crackdown targeted real estate developers that had amassed too much debt and caused speculation in home prices. The government also went after private tutoring companies, making it illegal for them to profit from teaching most school-aged children. And that spooked a lot of investors globally. Basically, you see global investors dumping all the shares of Chinese companies listed in U.S. and Hong Kong. Because what investors were thinking at at that time was, okay, if they can do this, just buy issue a piece of paper to kill one sector, then this could happen to any sector. So this big crackdown on the private sector pretty much all started with Jack Ma and that speech? Yes, and that speech really is the watershed moment to the China we're seeing now, to how they have been treating the private sector. The so-called China corporate crackdown really started from that speech. Jack Ma really is just the, the bellwether of the flourishing Chinese internet sector. He's the ambassador of China's success over the last two decades. So when, when he was seen as being brought down just by making a speech, that had a huge impact then that just makes people wonder, okay, no matter how big you are, uh, no matter how powerful you are, and no matter how internationally famous and celebrated you are, ultimately, you are not the boss, you know? The government is the boss. And don't you ever forget that. For a few months toward the end of 2020, nobody really knew where Ma was. But then he started to pop up in unexpected places. 
places like Spain, Australia, Japan, Thailand, even Fiji, doing you know agriculture visits, studying、uh, fish farms. It looked like businessman Ma was changing course. Sources tell us that he really wants to devote his time on education and agriculture, especially agriculture. Like, sort of, he wants to study the agricultural technology in countries like Japan and Thailand, and bring that back to China to help solve China's food shortage. It kind of reminds me, sort of, of Bill Gates after he left Microsoft. Yeah. In, in the way, this is a Jack Ma 2.0. He's moved on from his life to solve the bigger problems, right? He's not running a business anymore, and he wants to use his influence and resources to solve the bigger problems. But one place Ma was hardly ever seen was in China. There's been again a lot of speculations about why is he not going back? Is he afraid of to go back, or is there something else that's going on? We'll be right back. How well do we know the people we work with every day? We share lunches, jokes, and deadlines, but are we aware of the unseen struggles we often face silently? Stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or feeling misunderstood at work. Through insight, awareness, and empathy, we can start to better see the issues our coworkers are dealing with, and that can make us and our companies healthier too. Join Holly Robinson-Pete and her guests on the Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. This episode is brought to you by Vonage with Vonage Video API. Your developers can easily create custom video experiences. Tailored to your business, enhance every conversation with live video. Whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events, unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Late last year. The Chinese government signaled that its crackdown on the private sector was finally easing, and Ma started getting phone calls from China. Jack, at that time, was still traveling overseas. Started receiving outreaches from、um, like retired party officials and other tycoons, and the message they sent to Jack is: "Be a patriot, and it's time to come back and、uh, make contribution to the development of China." This is based on people we spoke with. And then last week, Ma reappeared in China for the first time in about a year. It's still unknown what kind of deal, so to speak, that he struck with Beijing. There may or may not be a deal, and we don't know、uh, simply. So what happened last week was that on Monday there is a article published by this school in China in Hangzhou, his hometown. About him visiting the school, so when he made that appearance and it was sort of publicized in such a carefully orchestrated way, it surprised everyone. And it wasn't the only surprise. There was also news about the tech giant that Ma co-founded, Alibaba. The day after Jack's surprise appearance on mainland China, Alibaba announced a historic restructuring. 
where the companies told the world that they are going to be split into six different units, and all these units will be spun off at some stage, and they can pursue their own IPOs. So the Alibaba group that we know pretty much will be gone. It'll just be like a holding company, and then comprised of six different units. The company said it was separating its business into things like food delivery, cloud computing, and entertainment. But what did this have to do with Ma, who, remember, had stepped away from Alibaba in 2019? Our reporting shows that actually it was Jack while traveling overseas in what some people see as a self-imposed exile has actually been the mastermind of that restructuring. Why would Jack Ma want Alibaba to be split up like this? So I think there are a couple of reasons. Um, First is sort of Alibaba's own sort of reason. They've been seen as this monolithic, giant uh, business empire. And then that has its own problems because then they become less agile, uh, less limbo, and the decision-making process just takes longer. So... That is one of the reasons that Alibaba is splitting up. And the second reason would be the changing regulatory environment. For Alibaba to split up itself and say, you know, hey, we're now just a holding company and all the six units, they are individual companies, they run themselves, they're not that big. And then they are in different industries, they can be regulated by different sector regulators. It just sort of sends a signal that we are willing to adapt to the new regulatory environment in China. So is this in some ways a continuation of the Chinese government kind of putting Jack Ma and Alibaba in its place in in that now Alibaba is going to be broken up? I think it's hard to say because, you know, whether it's the government puts Jack in the place and Alibaba in the place or it's Alibaba realizes this is what they need to do, not just to survive, but also to thrive for the next 10, 20, 30, 50 years. I think it could come from both ways. What has Alibaba said about Jack Ma's involvement? They haven't said anything. So the official line from Alibaba is that Jack stepped down as our chairman in 2019. He's not involved in our daily operation and management. They want to detach themselves from Jack. But whether, you know, the outside world believes that is another thing. Because still, even though Jack has not been running the company for like three and a half years, he's still seen as a spiritual leader in the company. He's still a larger than life figure at the company. And he still commands an enormous amount of respect and loyalty from company veterans and stewards. Will it be easy to split up Alibaba? It's not easy. It's not easy for any big companies in the world. But for now, I think Alibaba is definitely determined to push it through and that they've made all these changes that they told investors. And I think while Jack is trying to reinvent himself, Alibaba is also reinventing itself. Jing says that China is also signaling it's trying to change. It's emerged from the pandemic with a struggling economy and is now trying to convince companies that the crackdown on big businesses is over. Chinese government has come out repeatedly saying we pledge to support the private sector. So the confidence level right now is, I would say, still, you know, some people say it's cautious optimism. And then obviously Jack's return is a step in the right direction. 
but it doesn't actually solve the perennial problem, which is for every businessman in the private sector in China, they continue to have to walk this tightrope between wanting to be big and successful and powerful, but not too big and too successful and powerful so that the state feels threatened. That's all for today, Wednesday, April 5th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Yang Jie, Raphael Huang, and Shen Lu. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.